Well, first off, Happy New Year. It's been a strange 2020 for everybody. What was your take on it? Can you imagine the books that are going to be written about this past year, and then and the the fact that uh, uh, which I think is one of the worst things we've ever done is when that we shut down cities and what have you, but the. Uh, there has been some success in shutting down cities because our politicians managed to put out thousands of, uh, of, of companies out of business, and, and and some of them are making a tremendous amount of money with their private things. It's 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 sad. It's really sad what happened, and uh, it's, uh, and I don't uh, you know uh, I I understand that there's a there is a movement to try to keep things shut down for another half year, but I don't think it's worth the money taken in. Anyone that wants to quote me, I would say that probably the, this terrible disease is one of the most powerful war weapons we've ever had in history. It's just been decimating to so many businesses, as you've mentioned here. And what we, when we talked about 2020 last year, I didn't ask you anything about it because I didn't think it was going to get this extreme. What did you see as, as happening as the year went along? Did you think it was going to get as bad as it did? Doug, this is the, I, I deliberately did not bring this up. Uh, a number of newsmen in the past uh, two or three months have brought it up. Um, I, have a, I have a new book out, which I'm very proud of. It's called The Adventures of the Amazing Kreskin, and it's, a, it's, it's an, a book about my career, and I did it with a cartoonist, so people can access it by going uh, on www.kreskinbook.com. Uh, but that's not what I'm bringing this up. This, uh, I've written 22 books, but this. So a couple of the people said, Kreskin, they forwarded up the fact that one of my books a few years ago, I talked about how this year, not this year, but this past year that we just we just passed at 2020, that something could happen that I can't really explain why they could shut down much of the nation. I mentioned certain key months that would be strong. A disease? No, I knew nothing about a disease. I had no outlook for a disease. I had no explanation. But I had, and and they brought it up. They said, "My God, what you said talked about the shutting down of businesses and companies and schools was taking place." And when I wrote it then. It seemed like so far removed that I did it in passing in a chapter in a book and then moved on from there. Uh, no, I did not. I did not see it happening this seriously. Nor, but as it got closer, as it, as it was the year before this took place, I could see a lot of the uh, uh, positioning getting into place because, of course, by now. Um, I think everybody who is paying any attention knows that the uh, shutting down of schools, the shutting down of churches, the shutting down of restaurants, the killing of, of entertainment life is not all separately, uh, singularly separate. Uh, because if you're, you know, I mean, certainly, obviously, it's strategic because if you shut down the amount of people who go to school, shut down the amount that go to church, shut down the amount, then how come you haven't shut down the amount of people that appear in a riot? And the, the reason is because by now I think people realize the riots are organized. Uh, I knew I knew people that were building multimillionaires. The names of millionaires were building frames and signs a year before the riots started taking place because of the tremendous investment made in the uh, in the riots. And uh, and then I and I happen to know, and I have a copy of uh, one of the offers. I was talking about the people in, in L.A., some people in show business out of work. They received offers in the mail to participate in the riots. This is like 12 months ago, 10 months ago. 
you may have to cause some disturbance. You'll be paid for it. Your hotel bills will be paid. You'll get a good salary for it and so forth. And fortunately, the ones I know turned down the damn thing because they said, Kreskin, this is anti-American. Because when you think of the riots and the criminals involved in the riots, you, you reflect upon something. I've traveled the world. I've flown as of two years ago, and I mentioned to you in the past, estimated about three and one half million miles. But when I got calls, as of starting about six months ago or five months ago, from people in Saudi Arabia whom I got to know, and people in 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 Italy and England, so they say, Kreskin, this doesn't sound like America. The United States, every people can live with a sense of freedom and and what have you, and of course, if we remember, certain cities were closed down for two or three weeks, and the uh, the mayor or the uh, governor wouldn't allow the military to come in and clear up the city. And that does not sound like the United States with a sense of freedom. So this is a much, much more complicated thing than the public has been made aware of. And understand this, folks, and I'm not going this any further, because, oh, by the way, who would have ever dreamt? Who would have ever dreamt, unless it were communist China or, or you know, a dictatorship, what have you, that you can actually be censored for uh, something that you say by a company because the company has special interests. And we know, and I've talked to reporters who say, question, I would dare not say this because I'll lose my job, that we've reached a point in our society when censoring can be that strong that the freedom of our First Amendment is gone down the drain. So we have a different culture, and you have people, and now you have, we have this now in New Jersey, a new form of education, the 1619 thing. It's based on some educational system put together by universities, which have been teaching lousy history for a long, long time, lousy history and distorted history. And now uh, in New Jersey, that's going to be allowed uh, legally and what have you, because the course is now for the young people is how you know, historically our, our white races cause disturbances and prejudice and what have all this lying, distorted prejudice. It comes with the imprinter of the New York Times as well in pushing this, too. And it's disgraceful. It is absolutely and by and and to think that you can be edited now for what you say at this time. Well, look at Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, who would have ever dreamt? And I, I and one of the finest comedians around comedy, of course, as you I'm sure you're aware, the profession of comedians is is in in advance at this time. But who would have ever dreamt two years ago when he announced he would never work in a university again? Announced he would never work in a university again. And you wonder why? Well. Now it's seven, I think it's seven more comedians who announced the same thing. Because to perform in a university, now the major ones, you have to submit your script ahead of time so they can edit it. And I just got word a month ago, I almost fell through the floor because the performers outside of Hollywood are so upset that there are a number, number of uh, uh, restaurants that have entertainment as well, that to perform there, you must submit your whole script. First of all, comedians, their their careers based on ad-libbing. And to reach that point, I remember as a kid, and uh, and I was a little kid in the Second World War, I can remember going to the theater for 15 cents because I'd see a Western um, Another movie, the uh, cartoon, and the news. And I can. And Roosevelt was the president then. It was the ending of the uh, Second World War, and uh, you could see him laughing, even though you couldn't hear. And here's Bob Hope next to him, probably mocking everything in sight, 
because Burns and Allen, um, uh, all these famous comedians, humor is one of the most powerful weapons we have. And I will tell you one thing. The day that humor starts being edited and censored is the beginning of the destruction of what we claim to be the United States of America. Well, going back to some of the things that you mentioned earlier, a lot of people say, well, that sounds like conspiracy theories. But the point is, a lot of the unrest was more or less planned. And you, yes, you, it was. And it, it's not generally reported, but then again, it's been reported enough that you, you can tell that it used to be that that certain things and, and political demonstrations were more or less spontaneous and occasionally still are. But when you have people taking seas to cities for months at a time and nobody doing anything about it, they're getting supplied somehow. They're being organized somehow by different they absolutely people. absolutely are. And, yeah, and you have a lot of politicians that stand the, around with their hands in their pockets. The other thing, and and, and people who would call me from uh, from other parts of the world, you know, where, where that I got to know well, said, Kreskin, this, this does not sound like the America we know about. If you were with a group of friends, could you stand there and watch a group of people destroy a business that someone put their life savings in because they are protesting something? What? jerk would believe that this was simply some innocent personal expression because the people who are destroying the building are obviously criminals. I don't understand why. If so many buildings were destroyed, why can't the owner take out a gun and just shoot the person? Oh, oh, you don't do that? Oh, you don't do anything like that? Well, then that means if someone breaks into your house, you don't use a gun to protect yourself. Listen, uh, I, my my brother, when he came back uh, from the Marines after being in the Marines a number of years, became a policeman in Essex County, New Jersey, and he was a very fine policeman for 20-some years. If I sound prejudiced, no, I'm not prejudiced. I'm being honest. I've, I kept it secret for a long time, but I've worked on 86 crime cases in my life because I had a philosophy, I have a philosophy that if you're successful, you have to give back in some way. So I've done this. I've given up my time. I haven't solved 86 crime cases. I may have been helpful in about a third of them. But some, as people will note in my this new book, Adventure Amazing Crescom, some were in situations where I was almost murdered and very dramatic scenes. But at the same time, we need our law enforcement people. And I will say this. I'm not talking about the politicians, because if I sound slightly derogatory, and I've been quoted all over the world, even by politicians who get a kick out of it, but I I want people to realize I have nothing against politicians. I just wish that most of them had been on the Titanic. You probably have a lot of company in that thought. Well, I, I, my, I, my advice and my recommendation, if we want this country to survive— and everybody's asking me, I, uh, and I don't mean this egotistically, but we've spoken before, and I can, uh, I, uh, this past week I've been interviewed all over the place, and sometimes at three in the morning from other parts of the world. Uh, uh, last, uh, two days ago, I went on this one-hour news broadcast uh, scheduled for eight minutes because there were eight other guests on, and I don't mean this in any way braggishly. I was on for 46 minutes. I don't know how they handled the other guests. I hope the guests aren't putting a, a search warrant out for me, what have you. And then another uh, hour, hour interview just uh, yesterday was one hour in length. I don't have, I don't know the answer to everything, but since I travel a great deal and have had a sense of what's going on and a feeling for people, my heart goes out to them, and I. 
and I'm sorry, I I don't think one of the great geniuses uh, is the governor of New York or the mayor of New York when they let thousands of prisoners out of jail because of the disease and what have you. The problem is those prisoners are now still out of jail. And the truth of the matter is, if you get videos of most of the riots taking place, you will see familiar faces in every single riot because the people are now paid and are organized. So this is a different culture we're in at this point. And if we're going to study history, and I, I realize it's not going to be taught in the schools because it's being censored and controlled, but at the same time, we've got to look into the past. There was a warning when I was a little boy that if we don't learn from history, we repeat history. I'm not saying we're repeating history. We're just doing a good job of giving the illusion that we're repeating history. And I want to tell you what my prejudice and bias about a political figure started. I was a little boy in the Second World War, and we had a, a hero that carried us through the Second World War, and that was Franklin Delano Roosevelt in a wheelchair. But when he died, I can remember standing along a, a, a train station waiting for the train to go by as we all bowed our head in solemnity in the loss of this person. He had a partner, Churchill. And Churchill, if we only studied history, and if the British people studied history, they wouldn't be shocked at what would happen when Hitler came into the picture. But uh, Churchill made a public statement when Chamberlain came back from Berlin, visiting one of the most evil persons who ever lived in the face of the earth, Adolf Hitler. He had a note in his hand and said in Parliament, I got good news, good news. Uh, uh, the, the, the Fuhrer says he will not attack England. He didn't keep his word the 59 days in a row that he bombed the, the daylight. Out of the and and I was in uh, uh, Churchill's uh, living quarters. He was underground and it looked like a tr gigantic cave, but it had to be safety to keep him alive and what have you, because the bombs were falling around him and and what have you. But at the same time, Churchill made a pact. He said, "We have to beat this monster. I will make a pact with the devil." And what wisdom he used! What great wisdom when he made a pact with uh, the gentleman who was running uh, Russia. And you know who I'm talking about? Make a deal with I'm the devil, about? Stalin. Yes, one of the most evil persons who ever lived. Destroyed in two generations of people, but made a pact because look at the mistake the Nazis made. They didn't pay attention to Napoleon. His Waterloo. Germany decided to invade Russia, and because of Hitler's incredible evil, he allowed an entire city to starve to death. His people died starving, so there'd be no food in the wintertime for the uh, German military, and the Germans died as well. It was the beginning of tremendous weakening. We won the, the Second World War. But Roosevelt, after he was re-elected president, and he died a few months later, Congress and a number of the military, the, the, the politicians, out of wisdom, decided to make a new law that you can only run for president twice in, in sequence. And my father, I was a kid, you know, I was about 11, 12 years old, and I used to read the newspapers with him every night. My father was not well educated and consequently knew more about what was going on than most people who went to college and maybe had a biased viewpoint. He said to me one day, and he reminded me years later, my son, are you all right? What's the matter? I said, oh, I don't know, Dad. I don't understand. Uh, they stopped Roosevelt. He became, he was elected for president. Now you're not allowed to. I said, I don't understand this. Because if that's the case, why aren't they consistent in their lifestyle and banning such for whatever office they hold in politics aside from the presidency? I saw a hypocrisy. I'm not saying that that hypocrisy was 
generally the case, but it was a great lesson I learned. Well, it's still the case today, and it's ever thus. They're not about to vote themselves out of office. That's right. And some of them have been in office for 112 years, and it's, it's, it's a rather uh, alarming. I think that we do need to put, I never felt this way before, but I think we do need term of limits because the profits, there are some companies right now, and I will not go into the names of them, uh, that are making, uh, in, in one case, a billion dollars every three or four weeks during the shutdown and would like the shutdown to, because they put so many thousands of businesses out of business that people are now only shopping with the certain companies. This is not the spirit of this country. And you young people, you need to don't. I know your folks are frightened. They are frightened because they've known people who lost jobs because of something said. You need to get going. Get going and express yourself. And by the way, my prediction has taken place. People are not going to be going to four-year colleges as much as they did before. Uh, and I'm not knocking the fact that the heads of the universities are, some of them are getting a salary of a half a million to a million a year. And a part of it invested by uh, foreign companies that sent their students to the colleges. And we all know about that. And then they were sent back to China because they were stealing all the information all the information or what have you, but we need to, you need to get, we need to get out on the street because we're going to two-year college. A lot of, a lot of businesses now are telling me that they feel that people are better prepared, that have had a, had the facts of life, because God forbid, God forbid we ever reach a point that in our culture this becomes an entitlement, where school is paid for, food is paid for, life is paid for. Your living quarters are paid for when you're going to college. Everything paid for. That's not how my parents from Sicily made a success in this country or my parents from Poland. That's not the way show people, black, white, or whatever color, made success. They proved themselves and earned the right for the salaries they received. Well, a lot of people now are saying that in the next administration, one of the paramount ideas is we're going to have forgiveness of student debt. Yeah, that, that's a very, very interesting, yes. And then, and and by, and then, by the way, a cut down of uh, uh, of uh, a time in prison, uh, so that, that there's less, much less time being spent in prison for what have you. That's uh, very, very interesting. By the way, hear what I'm saying, folks. If we don't give our money back to the police, especially in the cities where we drain them, and uh, police I know have just left their job, then this country is destined for disaster. But again, as you've already mentioned, it seems like there's a number of so-called leaders in these cities that don't really care to lead or care how safe they are for the average person. It's just whoever yells the loudest and burns something. That's right, because if you burn something, you create a riot. You cut down and tell attendance. People don't gather together as much. If you limit the amount of people they can meet anywhere, whether it's a restaurant, a church, or what have you, then you break down the amount of communication take place. If you, one of the worst things we have ever done in American history, if you shut down schools and grade schools, so kids, you're not going to just have not only the ruination of communications and the loss of it, but you're going to begin to see, as I predicted a year and a half ago, the beginning of suicide amongst young people. And talk to sociologists. It's now 25% of young people have considered it. This is the, this is the dream of a group, 
that would like to take over the nation and drop the word united from the United States of America. You break down communication. That didn't even take place during World War II. Hell, we had entertainment, we had games, we attended things, and the spirit of the nation remained. Moving on to something else, you did, speaking of politicians in another way, you did predict once again the election correctly for the fifth time that you've done this. Let me tell you something, Doug, about this. Please, you brought this up because there have been more discussions as a result of the remarks made during that press conference. I decided on an experiment. I never thought of, I swear to you, I never thought of doing this in my life. I thought to myself, well, when I make, make predictions, I predicted the last four elections. I've done it because with my audiences, I, I'll joke about either party running for office, never taking sides. I remember the wisdom of Jack Benny, because if you're in entertainment, basically, you don't, you don't play one side against the other because half your audience will have voted for the other person, what have you, and so forth. These people would lose their jobs if they worked for Metro Golden Ware, MGM, and so forth. They'd be out of work, some of them, that were saying such nasty things about one person over another. But at the same time, I... Uh, decided I wanted to try an experiment because what I've done when I joke to the audience a year or two before a show and the audience laughs about this party and then the other party I can tell you at the end of 30 seconds or a minute who the majority of that audience will vote for at that time I'm not saying that's going to be the whole country but when you do as many hundreds of shows as I do each year you get kind of a feeling but that's not the case of course this past year so anyway um, I decided I want to do an experiment I announced we don't know how many thousands participated because I said if you participate don't write me don't call me don't tell anybody else or you can tell someone but that's, it's private so forth I want you on this date it was in October of this uh, past year. I want you on the state to go get by yourself at 3.33 in the afternoon and just think about the person you'd like to see win the uh, presidency election and so forth. And I said, I, you're going to be concentrating, but it shouldn't drain you too much because I only want you to do this for two minutes, maybe two and a half minutes, and don't waste your time. Get back in the car or go on with what you're doing. So I sat there. We did the experiment. And I sent to four news, uh, news, news people, uh, including the people that were going to put my prediction in a safe in, in Atlantic City uh, this, this past year, this year. Uh, I sent them what was the name that came to me strongest. Then, and I said, bear in mind, this is not my prediction of the election. Don't make this public. Then some weeks later, a month or so later, I sent my prediction uh, who I believe would be winning the presidency of the United States. Now, and that was not open the day after election day. It was open weeks later because, of course, nobody knew what was going on because of the mailing. I understand there was even mailing from outer space and, 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 and UFO kind of voting for it because almost anybody could vote for the president. So they wanted to see it. The, the, the news people in the Atlantic said, no, let's wait, Kreskin, until things are settled. When it was open, it showed my feeling that the impression I got was that Biden had gotten when I did the experiment, which just think of who you'd vote for. But I remembered what happened, uh, you know, in, in the last election when everybody was everybody knew that she was going to win, that Trump would not win. And every all the surveys and I tell college students, don't pay attention to surveys, pay no attention. 
they're worthless because people say in service, if they're asked something in person, what they think often you'd like to hear, but not the way they feel. So anyway, so they opened my prediction. This is after the uh, the other one, the earlier one, and the prediction said that Biden uh, would be the like the president. But I had a statement after, which I've never made in my life. I said, folks, this is where, of course, it would seem to end because my I can honestly say my prediction is correct, except that my feeling is it's incorrect. That's not the majority vote. Please don't ask me further why. I don't want to get involved in politics. And that's where I let it rest, just so you know. But you were correct in how you phrased it and how you saw it yeah. turning out. Yeah. yeah. So Even that's... though I felt it was wrong, I feel my my prediction for the results of the election, the final results, I think are wrong, are an error. And I'm not, I'm not saying politically. No, I'm not taking sides. For God's sake, stop that. I know there are people that – hey, listen – would you have ever dreamt in the history of this nation? Because I can remember as a kid, when uh, after the second, the, the, during the Second World War, my, my uncles were sometimes home from the service on, on furlough. And when we made grandma's house, she was Italian and made wonderful dinners. And she was a chef for royalty. And we were in the kitchen, and my family, there are 12 or 14 of us, they're arguing over the politics. We come back in the living room, we're all laughing. Today, I have been at incredible meetings, one with a group of producers in broadcasting, where someone said something positive about our our last President Trump, and another person in the room got out of their seat and went into the other room and never sat with us again. We have reached that point. We're actually holding grudges against political opinions. May I just say something? We've got to grow up. Do you see us doing that, though, growing up and getting out of the political divide we're in right now? I don't see it happening immediately because we've never had the issue of being alone, literally segregated for such strong periods. And my degree is in psychology, and I don't brag about it, by the way, because I've never met more people, more whacked out people in the field of psychiatry. But at the same time, I uh, I think there are complications where you isolate a, a group of people where they can only see and express themselves. And then after a while, opinions start building up within them that they're not consciously aware of. I feel sorry for people who are going through that because they're not becoming good role models for the young people that are also sequestered and leading shallow, empty lives and seeing behavior like that. It's not a healthy thing to do. You were supposed to be on the road for a number of shows this past year, as were a lot of entertainers. A bunch of us were supposed to be seeing those shows. Didn't happen. When do you see things getting back to close to normal? And I and I hate the term new normal, so I'm not going to yeah. use yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. I, I hope certainly within the next uh, five or six months. I'm, be, I'm, I'm working busily, uh, incredibly so, because uh, the people have discovered my offering as a uh, on the Internet as a performer with private programs and what have you, and the shows are live, and and and, and so I kept I've kept extremely busy, you know, finishing and putting out my 22nd book, and the, these the, these appearances. But I do I do enjoy the live live in person concerts because that's where my career basically is. I I've had I've, I've had some. Inc- 
to think that this uh, gentleman, this executive who had me three years ago in his home of 50-some people decided, no, I, I got to break this. This will sh- shut down. And to have me Christmas and uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, do a live performance for the same audience, except he paid for a uh, camera in each of the other 50 homes so that the entire audience that saw me in his home could see me live. That was that was exciting. I love my work. I've been very, very blessed with it. By the way, are you in Altoon, Pennsylvania? Correct. Yes. I just want you to know, folks, that's not, not not far from here in New Jersey, but I promised Doug in the past, uh, should, should I be in the area, I'll certainly come on with him live. But, folks, I dare not read his thoughts in public. I'm only joking, Doug. <laughs> By the way, uh, I, I, I don't have <laughs> to be very quiet there. <laughs> I don't have to be Kreskin to know that your uh, next birthday, you're going to be 86 oh, next week. 86, yeah, yeah. And I still, by the way, Doug, I still jog 20 minutes every night. I'm an active person. I couldn't believe one of my heroes as a kid, not because just simply because of my faith, but because of, he was one of the number one figures in broadcasting for years. That was remember Bishop Fulton J. Sheen, Bishop Sheen. Sure, on TV. Yes, he was on the Tuesday nights. He broke, he broke uh, the record of the guy that had the number one show. Then the com- comedian. I'm trying to think of it right now. There was Milton Berle. Milton Berle. Milton Berle. He broke he, Milton Berle's ratings. Yeah, I can remember. I can remember when Bishop Sheen and I got to know Bishop Sheen. I got to know him personally because a lot of times he would be speaking at some of the areas that I was also performing. And uh, he got he, he won an award one year, an Emmy Award, and I can remember watching this on TV. He comes forward, and they say, and the award goes to His Excellency Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. And Bishop Sheen had an incredible sense of humor. He said, I want to thank you. I want to thank all the viewers. And I want, I want to thank my writers, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. <laughs> as I said, as I said before, Doug, if we can't laugh at ourselves, we're in trouble. We've got to kid each other all the time. I was going to see you in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania last year. I hope that oh, someday that'll know, be rescheduled. I know. That, that Doug, let's uh, maybe a month from now or two or four weeks, give me a call and we'll do, maybe we'll do an update. And uh, I wish you continued success. Pennsylvania is one of my all-time favorite states. My relatives, uh, on my mother's side uh, came from uh, Sicily. My grandmother was a chef for royalty and cooked incredible food. My father's side was from Poland. And at one time in Bethlehem and Allentown, here this, Doug, in Bethlehem and Allentown, I had 84 relatives. But I love Pennsylvania. Be well. Happy birthday early. Happy New Year. And good health. And hopefully we can see you in person See you sometime. soon again. Be the good Lord willing. Happy New Year, Doug.